Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Thursday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. We are together for the next three hours live right here all across the grid up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's a Thursday on TEL and it's a Thursday DRS in the NFL as well. Week number 11. Kicks off with a marquee matchup finally for Thursday night football in the Charm City. It's the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. A huge ramification game in the AFC North, a divisional duel that kicks off week number 11. We'll go back around a Wednesday in the association. College basketball into its second week as well. Donnie, a ton to get to here over these three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern. Certainly, as we take a look at that Thursday night football game, I think as the famous rapper Biggie Smalls once said here, Ben, there's going to be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing if the Baltimore Ravens start winning tonight because this could be it for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2023. I can't wait for tonight's game. We got so much to get to. Let's get after it. A crucial game for Cincy, just a game above 500 right now, five and four. The Ravens still in that first place position in the AFC mm-hmm. North that has seen a ton of movement in the last 24 hours or so. But before we get to Thursday night, we look back on Wednesday. DRS, the marquee matchup out in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics in the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly had their eight-game win streak snapped in the in-season tournament two nights ago by Indiana. They go down for the second straight time at home last night against Boston. The Celtics winning by double digits, 117-107 on the road. The C's even covering as a three-point road favorite. DRS, let's welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number one of a Thursday live on the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. He is Donnie. I am Ben. Boston wins by 10, Donnie, on the road in Philadelphia, 117-107. Covering is a three-point road favorite. Make me commissioner of the NBA, please. And we'll get to this maybe a little bit later. But there's an easy way to do this, Ben. Non-marquee matchups. Load them up on back-to-backs, right? Like Cleveland, Philadelphia. Okay, it's a decent game. Put that on a back-to-back. The marquee games like the Celtics and the Sixers, neither one of these teams should ever be coming off back-to-back games here. I don't understand why this is done at all. This is a great win for the Boston Celtics. Down a lot of star power in that starting lineup to go into Philadelphia and pull off a win. They're a solid basketball team. They're 9-2, the Sixers now drop to eight and three but would have been nice if both of these teams came in fresh fully healthy and ready to go that's what we want good basketball with great players here we don't want great teams without half of their lineup playing regardless DRS, the 76ers were the team on the second leg of that home back-to-back. Yeah. The Celtics a little bit refreshed, but we didn't see Jalen Brown nor Kristaps Porzingis, but a big night from those guys that filled in. Al Horford back into the starting lineup. Jason Tatum, 29 points, eight boards, six dimes as well. Derek White into the starting lineup, 27 points. Everybody in Philly's starting lineup scored 16 or more points. It's just that Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, who have taken on the lion's share of the production – 
capped out at 20 AP. So the Celtics get some revenge from going down against Philly in Philly a week ago Wednesday. They win by 10 in cover as a three-point road favorite. Donnie, elsewhere around the association in the Valley, out in the desert in downtown Phoenix, we thought finally the debut of the big three for the Suns, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant all scheduled to play when we were on the show yesterday. Bradley Beal, a late scratch. But D-Book makes his return. He scores 31, as does Kevin Durant. And the Suns blow out the Minnesota Timberwolves at home, Donnie, even covering as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. It was great spot for the Phoenix Suns here. We were supposed to get the big three. Didn't get those, but keep in mind, again, the Timberwolves played a game in Golden State the night before. You had a marquee matchup here, which turned out going Phoenix Suns' way in this one because they were the rested and ready team. And also, two-plus three-point shots by Kevin Durant. Cash that ticket. Devin Booker over 20 points. Cash that ticket as well. It's a good night all the way around as we finally start to see a glimpse of the Suns once they get full-star power. But I think you could say Devin Booker, he's ready to go now in 2023. KD, a very efficient night. He was 11 of 15 for those 31 points. We mentioned how it was a difficult spot, DRS, for Minnesota. Their second leg of a back-to-back, both on the road, out in the West Coast. And a night after being choked out, Rudy Gobert only had four points and eight rebounds because it was all the theatrics of Tuesday night up in San Francisco that had the focus of Minnesota, it would appear. And DRS, the ramifications of that scuffle between the Warriors and the Timberwolves coming out yesterday the NBA suspending Draymond Green for five games for his role in that scuffle in San Francisco on Tuesday night rightfully so and also you know it's kind of interesting you watch that fight back here and I know nobody really in the NBA wants to fight but I gotta tell you you get a, a guy in a chokehold from the other team here you have multiple guys from said team standing around Draymond Green and nobody was even trying to like unlock the chokehold here let alone throw punches here there are a lot of questions here for the Minnesota Timberwolves and maybe they were thinking like get him Draymond choke that guy out yeah get him well, Draymond certainly took the opportunity to DRS. He'll take the five-game suspension as well. Now to the NFL news and notes as we set up a new week. Week 11 kicks tonight in Baltimore between the Ravens and the Bengals. And DRS, yesterday the focus was on the AFC North, but the Cleveland Browns. Of course, as we shared the breaking news on yesterday's show, Deshaun Watson, a broken bone in his right throwing shoulder. He is out for the remainder of 2023. But Donnie, what we did not share, because we did not know at the time as we were reacting to the Browns' outlook the rest of the way, we thought P.J. Walker would be the starting quarterback filling in for Deshaun Watson. The Browns making a surprising call, starting the rookie fifth-round draft pick out of UCLA, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, on Sunday at home in the land as the Browns host the Steelers in a divisional duel. Nobody cheers on injuries in the NFL. It is a brotherhood, but the coaching staffs and the general managers of the remaining teams there in the AFC North outside of Cleveland probably gave that move a standing ovation. I have no idea what Cleveland is doing at this point here. P.J. Walker filled in admirably here to the point where we were questioning if Deshaun Watson should even come back. Last time I saw the DTR, he was embarrassing. So let's roll the dice out here with playoffs on the line, championships in the division on the line. Let's hand it back over to the rookie. Stefan You just want the next couple years off, don't you? Apparently. 19 of 36 for just over 120 yards. No touchdown tosses, three interceptions. And DTR's only career NFL start that he made back in week number four against Baltimore. The Browns got hammered at home, 28-3. to We'll have more reaction to that later in the show. More quarterback news in the NFL. Justin Fields progressing well, DRS, with that injured right thumb on his right-throwing hand. He is expected to start on Sunday for Chicago once again against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, good for him to come back. He's going to be able to showcase his talents and also decide whether or not the Bears' future is going to be Justin Fields. We'll know from the remaining seven, eight games here. Evaluation time for Chicago and Fields. In college football, Donnie, the undefeated James Madison Dukes having their postseason waiver denied by the NCAA. We don't expect a lot out of the NCAA, and when they have the opportunity to make the wrong decision, they do. Elsewhere, DRS, Cy Young Awards in MLB. Garrett Cole wins the American League Cy Young. Blake Snell, that in the NL. More around the NBA up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on this Thursday on the early line on Sports Grid. I am Ben. He is Donnie. Time to react to what we saw yesterday in the NBA. Around the association we go. And Donnie, for the second straight Wednesday, it was the Celtics and the Sixers, the two best teams so far this season, in the association facing off in Philadelphia. Again, the 76ers entered this new week as the hottest team in the NBA, winners of eight in a row. But come the NBA in-season tournament on Tuesday, Philly lost to Indiana at home in the NBA in-season tournament game. Actually had their entire lineup DRS last night against the Boston Celtics. It was the C's who were shorthanded in their starting rotation of five. But Boston still goes into Philly and wins by 10, covering as a three-point road favorite. 117-107 the final. Jason Tatum, a game-high 29 points for Boston. He's really good, Jason Tatum. And granted, when you saw that game, this is what's so wild sometimes about the NBA, right? Because we handicap these games, Ben, in the morning, and so many things change throughout the afternoon. Like yesterday, love the Phoenix Suns because the Big Three is back. The Big Three wasn't yeah. back there, and they still won very easily and covered in that game. You take a look at the Boston Celtics. If you would have told me yesterday morning, because you know the lines are going to change in the afternoon. Hey, by the yep. way, I got word that they're going to be down two of their Big Three stars in that starting lineup taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. You'd probably be like, oh, I better jump in on this, I don't know, three or four point margin here and take the Sixers as a dog at home and they end up getting smoked by 10 points but when we started the show yeah. this is what I get upset about this is one of those games it's a marquee game this is a rivalry between the Celtics and the 76ers and the guys that were actually missing from the lineup came from Boston which had nothing to do with rest illnesses and you know just minor injuries going to keep you out but the Philadelphia 76ers like come on man Joel Embiid scores 20 points in that game a plus minus here minus 25 is that actually going to happen if they had the day off the day before no Embiid would have been penciled in for 30 straight points you had an awesome game going back and forth these are just some of the simple things where the nba for myself i don't think they look out for the fans here can you imagine and i know it's never going to happen because the owners don't really technically care overall about the well-being of their nba teams it's just about hey i own this arena it's 365 days a year i want to get 364 dates to your book so i can make as much money as i can can you imagine if the nba came in and said look if you own your arena you can't book any concerts here the nba would be sensational because every team would be rested you'd be playing once every three or four days here it'd be great i understand the financial ramifications of that but i just get upset when yeah. i see a game last night where both teams should be coming in full tilt not hey man i played this night you didn't what a great advantage is that that's ridiculous Donnie Redside's got some heat on this Thursday in a variety of lanes. I am very excited to see how the rest of these three hours goes right here on TEL. DRS Boston now 9-2 this year, the best record in the Eastern Conference. The Seas have won four in a row. They've been booked as a favorite in all 11 games, 6-3-2 against the number. Donnie, what's interesting for Philadelphia, not only were they 8-1, riding that eight-game win streak 
entering this week. They were also 8-1 against the number, entered last night 2-0 against the spread, including the outright victory as the underdog last Wednesday night at home in Philly against these very Boston Celtics. They have now not only dropped two in a row, they have not covered in either of the two losses against the Pacers or the Celtics. Donnie, still the two best records, though, at this moment in the East. Boston 9-2, and two, Philadelphia 8 and three and the benefit Donnie right now for the 76ers Boston remains the favorite to win the Eastern Conference crown remains the favorite to win an NBA title this year it's a short price plus 155 out east plus 370 to win that NBA championship but Donnie for Philadelphia they enter the year at 11 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference already five dollars off that price after a promising start to the season it's a six to one number on Philly yeah, the ebbs and flows of the NBA season. Coming into the season, yeah. did you think the Sixers would be decent? Probably so. Started out red hot here, but you're going to give games away. And even Joel Embiid said it best after the loss to the Pacers. Hey, we were hot, but you're not going to win every game here on out. You're going to take losses. You wish the Philadelphia 76ers would have maybe took that loss against the Boston Celtics, but beat the Pacers or vice versa. It's yeah. tough being a good home team, which the Sixers are, and losing back-to-back games on your home court. That's the way the NBA set up at this point here. No rest for the weary, and nobody cares that the Sixers played a back-to-back game. The league moves on. Away you go, and Joel Embiid is going to have to pull his bootstraps up and get after it now with the Sixers until Oubre gets back. Listen, as a man of South Jersey, you transitioned me very well into the Kelly Oubre conversation. There was a lot of social media conversation yesterday about Kelly Oubre, who we shared earlier this week, was involved in a hit and run in Center City, Philadelphia. Not necessarily the most significant injuries, but would miss some time away from the basketball floor. Donnie, there were some reports yesterday out of Philly. There is no video evidence or footage of that hit and run taking place in the densely packed area that is center city philadelphia does drs have his hands on the cctv tape donnie what do you know about what is happening in center city I love a good conspiracy theory, and this fits the mold. Yeah, now, granted, if this was Joe Smith walking down, I mean the NBA player Joe Smith, I just mean a random Joe Smith walks down the street <laughs> and says he got hit by a car. Yeah, nobody actually is going to care because he's not a celebrity athlete, but this was a big story when it came like, hey, pray for Kelly Oubre, yeah. and you know the Look, you get mandates from the organizations where a, a professional player was harmed in Center City some way. They're going to throw five detectives yeah. on that case. They're going to pull all the tapes they need, and after 24 hours they go where'd you say you got hit we got perfect surveillance here we don't see anybody getting hit by a car and once you leak that out you get to run wild with these stories was it just a fist fight was it domestic violence did he get hit four streets over and just didn't figure it out here this is a story that's not going to end why because when an athlete gets hit by a car and says he does we want to get to the bottom of it as the general public watch out tmz somehow they're going to get tapes from somewhere on this story probably before the nba does We might need the big man on the show to help us break down all the conspiracy theories out of Center City, Philadelphia. I mean, if anybody has his nose on top of that beat, it would be the big man. DRS, by the way, when you think about where that stands for Philadelphia at this moment, they can need the depth at this time. Of course, Kelly Oubre has been our prince here on TEL. We will be very quick to disavow should anything arise. We will not speculate any further further at this point DRS we thought last night finally in downtown Phoenix it would be the debut this year of the new big three for the Suns KD D book Bradley Beal all on the floor at the same time except Bradley Beal was a late scratch. Devin Booker did make his return. He scored 31, as did Kevin Durant. He added in 31 points as well. In the Suns, absolutely roll all over Minnesota. 133-115. Phoenix even covering as a five-point home favorite. That line got a little bit less after we got the news that Bradley Beal was out. DRS, Minnesota entered yesterday 8-2 and two straight up this year. The second-best record in the West. Western Conference. They had won seven straight games. That now comes to a close last night because of a Suns 18-point victory in the Valley. 
the box score is kind of wild here. Kevin Durant scored 31 points in this game. Devin Booker scored 31 points in this game. Kevin Durant was a plus 27. Devin Booker was an even zero here. I don't even know how that yeah. factors in where every time he left the court, the game got much, much closer at this point here. But it's just wild to see. But 133 points out of the Phoenix Suns. Now you're just waiting for Bradley Beal to come back. This team, talking about Phoenix, is so explosive on offense. They're going to be so much fun to watch. We just haven't seen it yet. I need to see all three yeah. healthy on the court to really get that eyeball test to see if the Phoenix Suns are really a team that's going to challenge out in the West. But that was comforting yesterday. You had the advantage of playing on a back-to-back against the Timberwolves. You just had your advantage and blew them off the court. DRS, Phoenix still this year, just five and six to start as a favorite now. They are mm-hmm. both three and four straight up and against the number. Minnesota as a dog entering last night, three and one straight up and ATS as well. But again, 31 points for both KD and D-Book. Kevin Durant much more efficient, 11 of 15. Anthony Edwards, a tough night for Minnesota, only 13 points on four of 16 from the floor. DRS, as we both predicted, Sacramento goes down to Southern California and hands the Lakers their first home loss of this year. The Kings winning big DRS, 125-110 outright as a slight one-point underdog. Rest advantage there for the Kings. Come in there, win by 15 points. That's a good basketball team. They're going to be fun the rest of the way as long as they can stay healthy. Talking about the Kings here. DeMontis Sabonis, 29-16. and 16. That's 16 boards. Hey. Both De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter, 28 points for Sacramento as well. More on the early line next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Week number 11 of the 2023 NFL season kicks off tonight with a big one on a Thursday. Finally, a marquee matchup on Thursday night football in Baltimore. It's the Ravens and the Bengals, two teams both vying for the divisional crown in the AFC North. The flock has that top spot at the moment. Cincinnati DRS trying to stay afloat in their postseason chances here with just eight weeks remaining in this NFL regular season. We look at the teams for sure. We'll do that in a little bit. But both quarterbacks, DRS, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, entered this year with relatively short prices to win the NFL MVP award. So now that we're past the halfway point of this NFL regular season with some marquee matchups on the bookends of week number 11, we look at where the movement has been, DRS, in the MVP odds market. Let's start with where things were in the preseason before we got underway in 2023. The reigning NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes was that favorite at six to one. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow right behind him by only a buck at plus 700. Jalen Hurts, that fourth best price at 12 to one. Tua Tungavailoa and Lamar Jackson, 16 to one. And we include the rookie, CJ Stroud, just to show you how drastic the movement and how impressive this rookie campaign has been for the quarterback of the Texans. 150 to one DRS before this year got 
underway. Donnie, as you think back to where you were evaluating the MVP award before this year got started, what stands out to you about what the odds said before 2023 began? What stands out is the players that we thought would be in the MVP award race and running away with it aren't doing that, which leads us some thoughts here on who can actually steal this. Because entering into the season, what is it? It's Hertz was unbelievable last year. If he doesn't get injured, he's probably the MVP. Patrick Holmes every year, you know, questioning if he's going to throw 50-plus touchdown passes. Josh Allen, what numbers are he going to hit? A healthy Lamar Jackson coming back. So the usual suspects that would be in line. Right. The reason that has been such a topsy-turvy season, look at some of the quarterbacks here, like leading the league in passing. Usually it's just the guys like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is probably doing that, or Patrick Mahomes is probably doing that at this point. But you look at this, Sam Howe, 2,783 yards. He's number one in the NFL in pass yards. Number two, it's C.J. Stroud. This is what makes it such a fun topic to talk about because so many years, Ben, we would have a top five of the also-rans. Yes, everybody's having yeah. a great season. Everybody's on a great football team, but that's not the case here. You're talking about C.J. Stroud making that 150-1 to charge here and now taking a look being on the first page here of the FanDuel odds here to win the MVP at 20-1, yeah. to and rightfully so. He's not on a great football team, but he's performing great. The teams that have great football teams, their quarterbacks aren't doing things that are historical that are going to put them up there as a clear favorite. Now, we're still always going to have Patrick Mahomes up there. And also, you're talking about one of those roadblock games being put in on Monday Night Football. If Jalen Hurts goes into Arrowhead, throws for 275, two touchdown passes, runs another one in, and beats Patrick Mahomes, he's going to leap to the front of the line. If Patrick Mahomes does what he does, 325 in the air, three touchdown passes, they you know exploit that mm -hmm. secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles, he's probably going to end up running away with it. But let's just say we get a stalemate, and it's one of those typicals under games that we play on a Monday yeah. night or in primetime, that's going to leave the door open. Two attack of Iloa has been very good, just not against good football teams. Take a look at Lamar Jackson. His team is pretty good, but he's not putting up numbers like, hey, did you see Lamar three. 75 in the air and also added 100 on the ground. He hasn't been doing that. This is what's great here. Right. So many more people are included in the tent now to win this than what we probably thought at the beginning of the season. In DRS, I said Jalen Hurts had the fourth best price entering this year. It was actually fifth best. Who had the fourth best was Justin Herbert, the $52.5 million man who now has a 75-to-1 number. He was around a 9-to-1, 10-to-1 price before the year got underway. Herbert hasn't been sensational in his statistical performances, but again, the Chargers have been disappointing based on high expectation entering this season. And Donnie, part of the reason, when we show you where the odds stand right now that Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are still atop the odds board is not because they have been wowing us with 300 plus yard performance on a weekly basis but because their teams are still there for the two teams that faced off in Super Bowl 57 with a potential preview of Super Bowl 58 coming our way on Monday team success is certainly baked into the number for that individual success as well if Sam Howell was leading the lead in passing yards and the Washington Commanders were seven and three it'd be a very different equation but the Washington Commanders are nowhere close to a winning record at this moment and all the yardage that Howell is throwing for really doesn't add up in that MVP race because Patrick Mahomes still the favorite to win the NFL MVP at this point entering week 11 plus 270 Jalen Hurts closely behind at three to one Tua Tungavailoa and Lamar Jackson plus 550 DRS but again Lamar is not throwing for a ton of yards. The added rushing component of what Lamar Jackson does always matters in this conversation. But Donnie, as we'll share when we look at the passing yards prop for Lamar on this Thursday night, he's thrown for more than 250 yards in a game once this year out of the 10 the flock has played 357 in a big game against the Detroit Lions and Donnie will have the conversation about CJ Stroud but when you look at the odds right now the reason that Patrick and Jalen are still atop this odds board is because their teams are having success once again Yes, and by the way, they're having very good seasons individually as well. Yeah. But when you talk about, again, the MVP market, you want historical seasons. You want Jalen Hurts approaching 25 rushing touchdowns where you almost have to force to give him. You want Patrick Mahomes 55-plus touchdown passes. And granted, that hasn't been happening. And also, you pick a good point here about Lamar Jackson. Finally got the big deal. Finally gets a new offensive coordinator. And I'm not knocking Lamar Jackson in any way. I just think it's interesting to see because typically when you have that big money quarterback and you don't have superstars in your backfield and or at the wide receiver position, what do you usually do? 
well, just let Lamar get his, man. Let him run the football. Let him get 100 yards. Let him throw for over 300 yards here. Yeah. He's spreading the wealth inside the five-yard line when so many quarterbacks will audible out into a quick out to make sure they get all the shine. You're taking a look at Lamar Jackson right now with 2,177 pass yards through 10 football games. That's good for 14th in the NFL. Most of the quarterbacks ahead of him, Ben, only played nine games so far. So those statistics yeah. aren't there for the MVP race. Maybe it catches up to him because, granted, stop blowing football games. If they only had one loss, Lamar Jackson might be number one in the MVP race because the Ravens probably be thought of as the best overall team in football. It seems this year, more than yeah. any, Ben, you're actually getting the bonus points here for being a good football team as opposed to this guy's lighting the yep. world on fire with statistics. Yeah. Donnie, it's what we see in the Heisman Trophy. You see a very similar thing with the MVP award. A quarterback is more than likely going to win the award, even if there is somebody else that is performing better because quarterback is valuable to team success, only judged for a quarterback, not for the offensive line or for a linebacker in the same way that you evaluate wins and losses for a QB. Team success is a big component of this individual award race. Donnie, we'll look at some value value elsewhere but you're right Monday night football not only the Super Bowl 57 rematch a potential preview of what is to come in the middle of February but could be a huge game from a market movement perspective for those two MVP frontrunners Mahomes the favorite plus 270 hurts only 30 cents back at three to one it's a two and a half point spread Donnie the over under 45 and a half and the props are already out for Monday night Patrick Mahomes expected to throw for near 300 yards against this Eagle secondary, 297 and a half. The number not nearly as high for Jalen Hurts. That's good. 237 and a half is a discount for Hurts this year in my estimation, Donnie. But again, depending on what these teams do on Monday Night Football and depending on what the results are led by their quarterback, it is going to move the market, Donnie, one way or the other in the most valuable player award race. Exactly. And you can even throw in some of those things. Oh, off the sheet prices here. Why? Because Taylor Swift's family is going to meet Jason or oh. Jason and Travis Kelsey's family in the bottom. I mean, you're looking at the biggest event of all time, maybe the biggest ratings game overall here. But I agree with some of those props here that we're listing here. Patrick Mahomes, the way you're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles isn't handing the football off. It's throwing, throwing, and throwing again. Now, the interesting part is here, you're not throwing to Tyree Kill or veteran wide receivers that have been dominating. You're going to spread the wealth around four to five different guys so those secondary options for me, as opposed to just looking at Patrick Mahomes, the Rasheed Rices of the world, probably factoring in yeah. with some decent prop bets, and they will get theirs because the way you attack the Eagles, not necessarily on the outside with wide receivers, just run nonstop crossing patterns over the middle to abuse those linebackers and slot cornerbacks yeah. seems to be the way to go. And I know Andy Reid, with two weeks to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles defense, is going to have some sizzling yeah. play calls here in Kansas City. Looking forward to that one, but isn't it interesting? Kansas City and Philadelphia total 45 and a half when these teams are healthy coming into this football game. That just doesn't mm. seem right. We're supposed to have 28 to 27 at the half in this football game. And yet that, that final score would blow away the total for an entire football game. Listen, the Birds have the fifth-worst passing defense in the NFL, giving up 257 yards per game on average. The last time we saw Philly before the bye week, Dak Prescott threw for nearly 333 yards. But Mahomes has only been over 297 and a half three times this year in the nine games KC has played. Again, it's why it's not the crazy stat performance out of a guy that threw for 5250 last year in terms of his regular season passing yardage. Quickly here, DRS. C.J. Stroud, 150 to 1 before the year to win the NFL MVP award. Of course, that makes sense. He was a rookie, an unproven commodity, starting for the Houston Texans, a team we expected to not be very good this season. Even two weeks ago, Donnie, it was 130 to 1 for Stroud to win the NFL MVP award. Now, it's 20 to 1, the sixth best price. Does he have a realistic opportunity, Donnie, to win the NFL MVP on top of Offensive Rookie of the Year? Hear me out, Houston, which they're not doing with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Give him everything he needs to try to do this. Open up that playbook. When you're on the one-yard line, don't hand it off to Pierce or Singletary. Don't even have him run it in. Make sure he throws. He's at 15-2 and two right now. His touchdown to interception numbers. Make that 30-4. Yeah. and four. Now we're going to start to see something here. Maybe he does have a legitimate chance in a down year right now for the MVP market. Certainly so. A minus 2,000 favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Thursday Night Football Preview next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on this Thursday on the early line, and what a Thursday it is to kick off week number 11 of this NFL season. An AFC North rivalry tonight in Baltimore. It's the Ravens and the Bengals. Finally, Donnie Wright's side, a marquee matchup on a Thursday night to start off a new week in the National Football League. A three and a half point spread in favor of the Ravens. The Bengals, a dog for just the second time this year. The over under at 46. Donnie, you see the numbers right there in front of your face. What is your first thought when you examine the spread, the money line, and that over-under as we enter Thursday night football in week number 11? I wish it was a Sunday night, Sunday football game played at 425. This game would fly over the 45 and a half or 46. But and I'm not just saying like, oh, it's prime time. They don't sit. No, prime time is a reason here. Most of the prime time games here you're going to play in that Thursday night slot. You're just not getting enough time to recover in that football game and we're game plan here. And for both of these teams that know each other well, how many more plays can you come up with on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to surprise Cincinnati or Baltimore? Because again, you see them so many times. But earlier in the week, I was actually honest and saying, you know what? I think the Cincinnati Bengals have a legitimate chance to go in and win in Baltimore. Now you look at that line, three and a half, three, wherever you're shopping at here. Yes, they do have a legitimate chance. But as I started looking at the numbers for Wednesday and also earlier this morning, it's a Baltimore game for me because I know we give a lot of respect and sometimes it's what you've seen in the past. We say, man, Lou Anarama, what a great defensive coordinator. His defense flat out stinks this year. They can't stop the run or the pass. So he's getting a lot of credit for living on the hype of the past two to three seasons. They're coming in injured with one of the best, you know, pass rushers that's going to be down tonight on an underperforming defense. And the last thing you want to do is play Baltimore and say, well, we don't stop the run. We go up five yards per carry. Good luck on defending Lamar Jackson and the Gus Plus in the backfield at this point. Yeah. And then you say, well, what about their passing off or passing defense? 7.4 yards per pass attempt. So here's the, the crux of it. Against Cincinnati's defense, you can do whatever you want. So unless Lamar implodes with three tipped interceptions in the fourth quarter, for me, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. And I do still lean towards the under because it is a Thursday and we've seen it time and time again. Really good football teams or really bad football teams. The game just tends to stay under the total here. If it was a weekend game, Ben, I would love everything about this football game, including winning by margin for the Baltimore Ravens and going over the total. Yeah. That's the only thought I'm shaky with here is what the final outcome is going to be on the scoreboard points-wise. Not that Baltimore's not going to win. DRS, despite giving up 33 points last week to the Cleveland Browns, coughing up a two-touchdown lead in the fourth and final quarter at home in an AFC North rivalry game as well, the Ravens are still the best scoring defense in all of the NFL, allowing just 15.7 points per game. And who could fault you, DRS, for looking at the under tonight? Tonight's game will be the 33rd NFL primetime game of 2023 in the first 32 NFL primetime games, including all three to start the second 
second half of this season, the game has gone under 25 of 32 times. I'm thinking we might see an over tonight, but I'll focus on that in just a little bit. Donnie, when tonight's game comes to a close, the Ravens will have already played five of their six AFC North Divisional game. Same story for the Browns that host the Steelers on Sunday, by the way. Since he has only played two AFC North Divisional games at this moment, they have lost both. It was their first two games of this season, including at home hosting the Ravens as a field goal favorite. The only game Baltimore has been an underdog this year. The flock went into Cincy, won outright 27-24. Donnie, this is a huge game for both teams. If Baltimore wins, improves to 8-3, and three, solidifies the record in the division it is going to go a long way for the Ravens in a now more up in the air AFC North to win this division if the Bengals win though Donnie I think it also solidifies their postseason hopes they don't really have much more margin of error they're five and four this year with a second straight loss Donnie dropping an even 500 through 10 games is not a place that Cincy wants to be and the Bengals will go into this matchup against Baltimore slightly shorthanded T Higgins ruled out for Thursday night football big on the offensive side of the ball and Donnie you mentioned how the Bengals need all the help they can get defensively Sam Hubbard the outstanding edge rusher expected to be out tonight as well for Cincinnati the Bengals have the third worst rushing defense in the NFL giving up a buck 36 per game that's tough against a Ravens offense that can still run the ball and run it very well yeah, and also, you take a look at both of these football teams coming into the game. You thought Cincinnati had an easy one at home. Now, easy by NFL standards, right? Favored by close to a yeah. touchdown. That's a pretty big line. They should have handled their own business, whether or not they had T. Higgins or not. They were at home against a rookie quarterback. They couldn't play well. And this wasn't a game where they blew late in the game. This was a game that had a furious comeback just to get back into the game, which is exactly opposite of what the Baltimore Ravens had at home against the Cleveland Browns, up multiple times by two touchdowns in that game and blowing it eventually in the fourth quarter. So which lost things the worst? Maybe Baltimore saying, like, boy, we just let one slip away as opposed to Cincinnati saying, we just didn't play well and got lucky to even get back into that football game. Yeah. We'll see how that measures and plays out. But, I, again, I just think it comes down to it's the trust level. Baltimore typically is a very good home team here. The Cincinnati Bengals aren't the same Cincinnati Bengals team, Ben, we saw over the past two seasons, although eventually crank it up. Now, they can change a lot of minds tonight by going into Baltimore on a Thursday and winning that For football sure. game and sort of regrouping and getting back their season themselves. But I'm not going to be trusting that here. The one thing I do like about this game is Joe Burrow coming into it five straight games with at least two or more mm. touchdown passes here. If I think they're going to lose this football game, I'm going to look towards Joe Burrow throwing more than one touchdown pass here. And also keep in mind, I really thought Mixon was going to have a solid game last week. Last week was his game to say, okay, no T. Higgins, we're at home. We should be able to control the ground game. He couldn't do that. He's not going to control the ground game tonight against Baltimore. It's going to need a heroic effort out of the pocket for Joe Burrow to win this football game. I just don't think it can yeah. be done, but I do think he might be able to get some extra yards in the fourth quarter and that extra touchdown pass that you might need to get over some of those totals tonight Ben 12 touchdowns to only four INTs Donnie in the last five games for Cincinnati they had won four straight before last week against Houston but not necessarily Joe Burrow's fault a couple of interceptions in some key spots late there in the second half that certainly did not help Cincinnati win that football game outright against the Houston Texans but still last week Donnie 347 against Houston the week prior against Buffalo 348 and two touchdowns against the Bills. When you look at the numbers for Joe Burrow, again, taking on one of the best passing defenses and best overall defensive units in the NFL in the Ravens tonight, 252 and a half. I know it's a short week, but Joe Burrow has thrown for 283 yards or more in four of the last five games. Directly correlated, Donnie, to the Bengals finding their footing at least to be above 500 at this point of the 2023 NFL season. On the other side, for Lamar Jackson, again, Lamar has that third best price alongside Tua right now to win the NFL MVP award. But the passing stats are not necessarily why Lamar Jackson is still one of the front runners for the MVP award this year. 223 and a half is his passing yards prop tonight. Donnie, he's only thrown for 250 yards or more once this year. It was against the Lions a couple of weeks ago. A huge game, a huge win for Baltimore, 38-6. to Lamar threw for 357 yards and three touchdowns. But the last three weeks from that Detroit game, Donnie, two touchdowns to two interceptions through the air for Lamar Jackson. 
Well, take a look at Lamar, Jack, because sometimes you want to leave the press clippings, right? How many times have we played the angle in a wide receiver going, like, man, I'm just not being involved here. I think I'm dominating. I'm, I'm wide open every game, and he gets 12 targets the next game. Well, take a look at Lamar Jackson coming back like, man, I am blankety-blank upset about my deep shots here. They're just not connecting here. Well, if there's one football game and one football team you want to connect on deep shots with, it's against the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at the last four games. Passing yards per attempt, 7.2 against Seattle, 11.2 against San Francisco, 6.6 for Buffalo, 9.1 against the Houston Texans. Now, that doesn't mean per completion, people. That means every time you drop back, you're getting 10 yards. That is incredible. If you want that deep shot to work, this is a game where for Baltimore, yep. you might be able to get on track there. So even though Lamar Jackson hasn't presented himself in an MVP fashion passing out of the pocket, tonight's a game that they might be able to get right where he easily should be able to throw for 225-plus. We talked about Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, those two front runners, Tua Tungavailoa and Lamar Jackson, tied for the third best price to win the NFL MVP award, plus 550. It's a drop off to where Joe Burrow is, over $11. Joey B at 17 to 1. Donnie, I made the argument that if Joe Burrow put up the stat performance in a big victory against the Texans last weekend, and since he won five straight, his 9 to 1 price to win the NFL MVP award would become a lot shorter of course they lost the football game and joe had a couple of costly ints but drs if he has a big game tonight and since he goes on the road and gets a victory outright 17 to 1 is going to be i think at least 10 dollars shorter by the time we wake up on a friday morning something to keep in mind if you have faith in the Bengals, who have been an underdog only one other time this year, Donnie, also on the road against one of the best teams in the National Football League in Santa Clara against San Francisco. The Bengals, a four-and-a-half-point underdog against the 49ers a few weekends ago. They won outright 31-17. And, Donnie, again, the margin of error for Cincinnati after digging themselves a hole for a second consecutive year and starting just one and three to begin 2023 is very very slim still favored by the odds makers on FanDuel Donnie to make the postseason in the AFC a minus 144 price for Cincinnati the Ravens are going to be there but Donnie up until the Deshaun Watson news yesterday we might have thought that all four teams in the AFC North might earn a playoff berth this year in 2023 Yes, and also, if you're taking a look at the standings here, again, seven teams out of the AFC are going to make the playoffs here. Even if the Cincinnati Bengals lose tonight, their season isn't over. I mean, I've had a death right. march on them all season long. Every time they lose, oh, they can't get back in. But there's so many playoff teams and so many bad football teams, you're always going to hang around. I think the top four in the AFC, Ben, are solidified here. Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Miami. Let's just say they all are in. There's still three spots up for grab, which include the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've seen their offense lately here. I don't know how they have a 6-3 yeah. record. And they might even get a bonus this weekend going up against the Browns without Deshaun Watson starting a rookie quarterback. So let's just say they move to 7-3, and three, which means the Cleveland Browns drop the 6-4, and four, and who knows what we're going to get out of the Browns the rest of the way without yeah. Deshaun Watson as a starting quarterback. The Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach are technically in that 7-hole here. So if we play devil's advocate tonight and the Bengals win just to go 6-4 and four without anything else happening, technically the Bengals yeah. would be in the playoffs and behind them. Do you really think the Colts are going to make a run to the playoffs? The Buffalo Bills can't get out of their own way. The, the Raiders the Chargers stop the madness even yeah. if the Bengals lose tonight so if you like them to make the playoffs just wait tonight if you think they're going to lose after they lose better than to make the playoffs you get a much better price here and I probably will end up making the playoffs DRS 14 of 16 teams in the AFC have a four and five record or better mm -hmm. only two teams fall out of that distinction the Titans at three and six and the Patriots with the worst record in the conference at two and eight it is jam-packed but how many teams do we actually believe are going to make that run that's why if you look at Buffalo and Cincinnati, two teams, Donnie, we didn't think would just contend for a playoff spot, maybe inking their way into a wild card position, but were surefire playoff teams before the year. When they're on the outside looking in at this moment, are the Texans going to hold them off? Are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been outgained in all nine of their games, going to hold them off? Are the Cleveland Browns now, without Deshaun Watson, going to hold off those two teams as well? Very interesting postseason race with eight more weeks remaining in this NFL regular season. I will say this, though, Donnie. If the Bengals lose tonight, their season is not over. I still think they would earn an AFC wildcard spot. But they would drop to 0-3 in the AFC North. They wouldn't have 
have a chance, in my estimation, to win this division for a third consecutive season. With the Deshaun Watson news yesterday, Baltimore, who was already the favorite, is now in odds-on favorite at minus 120. And despite the fact since he has the worst record in the division at five and four. The Bengals have the second best price at four to one, followed by Cleveland at plus 470. The Steelers, the longest price at plus 490. Donnie Wright's side. We'll hear from him next, live right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. Rounding out this opening hour of a Thursday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. And you could tell the heat under the collar for DRS as soon as this Thursday started. He wants to be the NBA commissioner. He has a lot to say. Well, Donnie, mm-hmm. now's your time. It's time for Listen Up. Quiet. There we go. Thursday, DRS. The floor is yours, my friend. Usually the final 30 seconds is the hype up. Ben Scott Stevens here coming to you next and, you know, keep the dial (laughs) here. But you know what? The the, the listen up today, though, does have to. It's JMU football. Is that what we're going to get in the crosshairs at this point here? Let me say something about JMU football. Or Cy Young Awards, whatever you want to do, both. There's not even enough. Yeah, we might have to have listen up. The listen up hour number two here, so make sure you stay tuned. But let me just talk about JMU. And I know I'm the old guy that yells at a cloud sometimes here. But correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. JMU goes, hey, we're going to make the transition to Division One. We think it's going to be really good for us. And NCAA is like, awesome, man. We love this. Congratulations. Here's the contract laid out. Here are the details of what you must be able to do in order to be full Division One, which does include two years. No matter what happens here, you are not bowl eligible here. So then I say to myself, okay, they signed on the dotted line. They were excited. They then had good football. And now they're mad at the NCAA right now for saying, no, our contract says you have to wait two years. I'm not even questioning the stupidity of actually what the NCAA laid out. But the fact that JMU accepted those guidelines then is upset. And I see everybody on X and Twitter going, oh, it's not fair. The NCAA is terrible. No, JMU, you signed this contract to move higher and agree to the terms. Just let the terms play out. You'll be bowl eligible. You can win national championships after two years. I know it sounds stupid. And again, my argument is not against the rule. It's the dumbest rule I've ever heard of in my life. But JMU, you agreed to this role. What's the big deal? You'll be eligible next year. You know, that's a pretty good point, right? The transition rule has been in place by the NCAA for programs elevating their status in Division I for a long time. It's just the rule is incredibly stupid. DRS has more to say. Join us in hour two in less than a minute. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.